Welcome to the Local Lowdown with Happening in Hearts.com. I'm Piper Tarrett. Coming up on the show, we've got an interview with Emma Morgan, curator of Brothership Studios in Hartford, and the usual banter with Graham Mack. But first, a quick shout out. We just wanted to let everybody know that our grocery box scheme at happeninghearts.com and in our online shop is now up and running. Um, so you can buy and have delivered to you items from local businesses such as Sugar and Scoop, Broxbourne Fruit and Veg, GS Pickets, Butchers, and many, many other local shops. Do visit our store, happeninghearts.com forward slash store to find out more. Now, have you wandered past Brothership Studios in Hartford lately and wondered what's going on? Well, there's lots of exciting fundraising efforts happening there. We spoke to Emma Morgan, the curator there, earlier on in the week about that and her other venture, Cherry Pie Makes. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, Emma? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. Sorry. I logged in and then I went off to do a bit of social media and came back again. Oh, you are good. <laughs> On a Sunday morning. Oh, only because I've got a big mug of coffee. <laughs> oh, me too. I don't think I've quite had enough coffee yet. Oh, bless. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah, not too bad. Looking forward to the um, to my little boy going to back to school tomorrow. Oh, how old is he? He's five. Oh, I've got two five-year-olds. Yeah. It's going to be good, isn't it? You've got twins, haven't you? I've got, yeah, five-year-old twins and a seven-year-old, yeah. Oh, wow. I bet they keep you busy then. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 do you know what? I probably feel the same as you. I feel absolutely exhausted. Um, and I can't quite get my head together yet. But, yeah, school tomorrow, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It feels like, I don't know, it feels like it was a really long time and now I feel like actually that went quite quickly. <coughs> yeah, it does feel like it's gone quite quickly. But I know I know what you mean because uh, uh, my little boys started, he, we were able to get him in on Thursdays and Fridays for the last few weeks. And um, this oh, week good. I thought, brilliant, he's going to go in. Uh, I'll get so much done. And then Thursday... I just felt exhausted and I don't have the excuse that he's only there's, there's only one of one of him you, you, you oh, know you got three or, or children, like you know multiple children a child is all the same it's all mental exhaustion yeah it really is isn't it yeah especially yeah. at that age as well because they're non-stop like they're li- the questions are non-stop and they're sort of mummy look at me look at me look at me it's just yeah it is isn't it and the end and the end of snacks oh the snacks yeah I never really got the first the first lockdown I never really understood what people were moaning about and the second lockdown I really got it I was like oh yeah they do ask for snacks all the time (laughs) (laughs) so every you know every half an hour mummy can I have this and uh yeah you know I'm surprised he's got any teeth left now to be honest I know I know well my my seven-year-old I was like right is your pinner she goes to Simon Ball and they wear these little pinafores so they've got like a but they haven't got an elastic waist they've got a buttoned waist and I was like oh oh, I don't think it's gonna do up (laughs) (laughs) and then I thought about the shoes I was like oh no the shoes because it's your little boy reception yes yeah so we've only just bought them shoes so it's like 
surely we don't have to buy them another pair of shoes I know because he only bought he only bought his in, in September. I think at the moment they still fit, but they are sort of starting to look a bit wrecked. Yeah, I went. We well, I, I we got bigger um, sizes because I've learned from the first time around how quickly they grow. And I remember the people in Clark's being, "You only go up half a size." And I was like, "No, that's rubbish. Go up a whole size." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've so been busy doing that, and then you, you, you've got well, sort of two things that you do, really, don't you? So you've got cherry pie, and then you're also curator yeah. at Brothership. Yeah, so um, so I've been at Brothership since we opened our doors in May 2019. Yeah. And um, I was only really meant to sort of be there to do the sort of opening of it, so get the shop looking good. Um, sort of advise on you know all of that side of it because I've got a background in retail design yeah um, so I was only really meant to do that but as a creative it just felt like a place that I had to stay and be a part of it, it would be weird for me to walk away yeah um, I carried on working on it and I've worked and um, now I have well as of yesterday and, and really, this is like, it's taken this long for me to commit to actually being in the building. I'm yeah. now um, a fully fledged artist in residence stroke curator. So, yeah, it just makes more sense for me to be in there um, because I work on, I do all the, well, I haven't over the lockdown, but normally I do all the social media um all the branding, tone of voice, how it looks, how it sounds, um, all the fundraising campaigns, everything. So it makes more sense if I'm there because otherwise I've just got to visit all the time and then try and fit in doing my making at some point. So I figured if I was there and I could do my making while I was doing all of these conversations, it would save me a bit of time. Yeah, I can imagine. So just tell us a little bit about how Brothership works first and what, what's, 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 what's the idea. So, so Brothership is basically a um, brand new concept to bring art to people. So as you all know, galleries are um, fairly sort of, um, uh, what's the word? They can be quite cold and uninviting, yeah. um, not all of them that's not really a fair statement but but they're not really accessible to people um on a on a sort of normal high street you wouldn't find a gallery um that perhaps you feel that comfortable walking into so what we really wanted to achieve with it is a space where you can um be introduced to brand new artists and these artists come from all different backgrounds so they can be you know really high up in their game or they can be brand new off the blocks beginners um and what we really wanted was for people to come in and see the artwork being made get inspired get involved have workshops have you know classes that people can attend um and then obviously make the art really accessible to people so we would start you know entry prices start at like 25 pounds and then obviously they go all the way up to thousands of pounds so it, it was meant to be ethos is basically art on walls so we want people to experience 
art in all different forms um, and however they engage with art because it's very subjective so we've got multi levels of engagement in the arts and yeah. and um, something we've always been praised on is the atmosphere so when you come in you know everybody's very welcoming and very inclusive um, and we really want to support our community and our town as well and that's come across massively during the lockdown i think with the uh, all the amazing artwork and particularly the um you know the iconic pictures of of hertfordshire yeah so that the first lockdown i think was really hard for us because we just got off the ground um and you know obviously a business takes ages to 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 get going um and so it was like, oh, no, we just got to a point where we had lots of lovely artists in and the tribe was really glued together. You know, we have this tribe ethos of, you know, like everybody works together to push it forward. These um, are your, your artists in residence. Yeah, our yeah. artists in residence. And then we call it and then we call it a tribe. And that I was always. That. Yeah, we sort of set out to, you know, sort of go along and gather people along the way and, and become this tribe of inspiration, basically. Um, and so, yeah, when, when we were faced with the first lockdown, we took two weeks to kind of like gather our thoughts and then it was, okay, what do we do? And I think artists always have big hearts. Like they're always very compassionate people are very in touch with their emotions and and I saw the artwork by Paul Crowley and I just sent it to the tribe and said look at this we need to do something with this um and we rose we we rose we raised 54,000 pounds and counting we're still raising so um yeah so that money went to the nhs um local charity so the um hertfordshire um hospitals charity um and they used the money to create well-being rooms for um key workers so to make them comfortable and provide counseling for them um and they are continuing to use the money to make life easier for people in the NHS um, and we then branched out so when we started to do other towns other than Hartford and where we yeah. started to branch out into those communities um, and offer hospices and youth groups um, some of the funds um, and we continue that this lockdown with a different project yeah. So what? What's so? And uh, so what's happening now then? So that. So this lockdown, we decided that we really wanted to um, obviously keep everybody's um, creative juices flowing. So um, Naomi, who's one of our artists in residence, came up with an idea to do a challenge, a weekly challenge. Yeah. So we set a challenge at the beginning of the week and it can be anything from um, love, Valentine's, family. Um, I think this week's one's Mother's Day um, and last week's monochrome. And you can vote for those pieces now um, with 30 percent of the sales going to a different charity every week. Wow. Um, yeah. And the everybody creates something along that theme so obviously you've got all different you know we're all so varied in our um, disciplines so 
um, I'd be making wall flags and um, Nick and Kerry would be doing like graffiti and, and contemporary art and then Naomi would do lovely soft sort of whimsical art um, and yeah it, so it was just really like and it was a really nice way for us all to gel together and um, create lots of lovely thing because you can't actually come into the shop to see us working there was a lot of videos around the creations of the pieces um yeah i do those on, on you're, you're very big on insta aren't you yeah we use instagram because it's more visual so um yeah instagram's our sort of platform of choice um and yeah we do lots of videoing and but we really just wanted people to see um and it's sort of in line with um, Grayson Perry's art club that he does on Channel 4. Oh. It's sort of, in, yeah, kind of inspired by that. So, you know, we really feel like art is therapy to us um, and we want to sort of show how it works and how everybody can create and hopefully uh, gather a bit of mindfulness along the way. Gosh, because, I mean, that's it's hugely important at the moment. It's just, you know, I can't imagine not having um, an outlet for emotions. And I think artists, are, you know, that's what they do. So, so which, it, which, which sorry, which, which are some of the charities that you've been uh, fundraising for during this particular um, activity? going to talk more now. So um, I think we've done anything from Diathlete, which is a diabetes charity that Tracy um, Charlotte Power, one of our artists, is an ambassador for. So we raised money for them. Um, we raised money for blood cancer. Um, we're currently raising money for a local um, mother um, called Sarah Hughes, who's also a curator in the art um, who unfortunately is having a struggle with cancer. Um, so the next two weeks, all of our funds will go to Sarah and I'm running a specific campaign for that called um, One Mother to Another with yeah. some special postcards that are for sale for her. Um, and oh, I'm trying to think of, I think we did mine as well. Um, yeah, and we're still obviously raising money. Oh, the food bank as well. Sorry, I forgot. There, there's Ooh. also a, a print for the food bank. Oh, fantastic. Um, which you can see on the front. Yeah, so that's on the front of um, an empty building in Hartford um, to obviously, you know, give people some hope on their walks and, and um, yeah, proceeds from the sales of that. And you'll like it because it's called Home is Where the Heart is. And ah, it's Hertfordshire-based. Ah, so, um, oh, fantastic. Very you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so proceeds from that go directly to the food bank. So, yeah, well, there's a lot of charity work that goes on. Um, and it, it's all part of our ethos. Love is the message. Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen that. Oh, that's fantastic. We've had we've had Tracy on on the podcast before as well um, oh, with, with Alison, who uh, is associate editor of the site, talking about because um, obviously Tracy had a kidney transplant and Alison is uh, on the list. Uh, oh. They had quite a, a, a meaningful conversation about that and sort of raised awareness, which is which oh, really amazing. Yeah. Tracy's great, isn't she? She's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is. And I love the fact that when, because um, I, obviously we just we just talked online and we hadn't met, and then um, 
I was walking past Brothership and she'd sort of popped out the door and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you could see, and the fact that you, you know, we could walk past and you can see them, see you all working in there. Yeah. Is uh, obviously socially distanced, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It is yeah, good. we're looking forward to opening the doors again because it's, you know, it's all part, it, it basically is is what we're about and so it's really sad at the moment that we can just wave through the glass or we can do click and collect and and that's it at the moment but we're um as of tomorrow when the kids go back and I can get back in I'll be preparing the gallery for reopen so that's really exciting we've got five more weeks ah so when when is the grand reopening uh, is it the um, 12th of April? Oh, 12th of April. Yeah, this, I, I knew all these dates this time last year. They were all etched on my mind. And this year, I can't remember any of them. <laughs> it's really, I think the problem is you don't want to commit to anything, do you, just in case? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's sort of a week later. They go, right, everything's shut again. I know it's so hard isn't it I'm still I'm I'm a bit skeptical about the kids going back to be honest because in my head I'm I'm doing all sorts I'm thinking right I'm going to do this this." and I thought well actually they could still go into isolation again couldn't they that's still going to happen it's true they could that's the thing it's it's hard to plan it's hard to plan anything at the moment isn't it so tell me which I'm particularly impressed you know, with all of the different things that you're you're doing with when you have three small children. So tell us about mm-hmm. your own business, Cherry Pie. So Cherry, Cherry Pie, Pie. Pie, yeah, Cherry Pie. Well, it's called Cherry Pie London, um, and I basically uh, I've been a freelance um, sort of designer for I think maybe 12, 13 years now. Yeah. Um, and I work on designing retail displays and um, event styling um, and that and window dressing. That's always been my sort of line of work. Um, and I started Cherry Pie Makes when I had my twins because it wasn't viable for me to really go to work anymore because yeah. of the cost of childcare. Yeah. Um, it wasn't working out and also we work really long unpredictable hours when we're installing in shops and quite often there's travel involved um, and my partner works in the city and he work, he's gone all day so I just really couldn't make it work with childcare yeah. anymore um, and I looked at the stock that I have in my garage because I make props and display um objects can't really describe it because it's also varied but I've got a lot of materials in my armor um and a couple of friends were looking at some of the installations I did and said um can you make me one of those and I'd always say no because I think well, why do you want that that's weird um, <laughs> Uh, but I did one particular installation of one of my biggest clients was John Lewis um, and I did a lot wow. of work for them and uh, I had this installation that was in the car I think it was in Nottingham in their sort of homeware department and it was all these like 250,000 tassels hanging from the ceiling wow. um, to sort of replicate the uh, process of the weaving of the carpet oh. um, yeah and it was it was it was impressive but I was making all these tassels around you know my three under three kids and preschool <laughs> and nap time and um 
and I when my friend said can you make me one of those I thought you know what I can because that would take me like four hours instead of 400 hours um and yeah we sat down over dinner one night with a couple of my NCT friends and they said just go for it just do it and I was like I don't think anyone wants to buy this stuff (laughs) um but she said do it and I thought you know what I'm gonna do it because I can't really do my job anymore and um funnily enough now that all of this has happened my industry will take a long time to recover um and there isn't any work out there it is it was bloody good job I did (laughs) so I I went with it and I yeah I was just gonna say I think a lot of uh uh I hate the word I hesitate to use the word mumpreneur but you know that that women um creating new businesses I think a lot of it is is out of born out of necessity really isn't it it really is and when you look at all the businesses that that are doing so well at the moment is because they I mean not to say that you know there's any difference between a man and a woman apart from the fact that you know we do quite often have to juggle the childcare and work and and everything else and they're doing so well because of the fact that they you know they've got this drive and ambition to still have a a career um, even if it's not possible anymore yeah exactly because it's sort of well, if if you if that's what you're used to doing, it's it's, it's sort of what you, what keeps you sane, I think. <laughs> Do you know what? You are so right. And so many people would say to me, "I can't believe I don't know how you do it." And I'm like, literally, the minute I put the kids to bed, that is all I want to do. Yeah. All I want to do is create. That's all I know how to do. I would be a very upset person you know I wouldn't be who I am if I couldn't create and make things and and you know be creative so really when people say oh god I don't know how you do it I feel like saying I don't know how I couldn't yeah yeah I have to do it I have yeah yeah I do I have well a I have to you know feed them (laughs) (laughs) and uh b I I just have to be creative I just I couldn't do anything else no no well good for you and uh so how do we find out where where are you on online oh yeah sorry I didn't really say what I do so I make uh wall hangings and bunting and lots of lovely sort of home decoration bits for kids and adults and um, my website is Oh, what is my website? www.cherrypielondon.co.uk. And you're on Instagram as well. Yeah, Cherry Pie Mates. Okay. And you very kindly donated prizes to our lockdown awards. Yeah, I'm very happy to do that, especially for other mums, um, you know, with kids that need entertaining. Um, something I developed over lockdown with some create at home kits for the kids to do um born out of you know how how interested my children are in my in my materials yeah um, not too interested I hope <laughs> well they saw they sort of know not to touch which is kind of weird isn't it but children sort of know don't they um yeah, they do but, at the stage where they will leave stuff alone 
Yeah, they do sort of they well they sort of know it's mummy's work and I like that. Um, but they they're good to test things out on. So all the kits mm -hmm. I kind of will will put them through their sort of testing process first, yeah. which which is great. So it means I know, you know, what age range they're suitable for and um yeah, so I was very happy that um Charlie won as well because oh, um yeah. yeah, she's great, isn't she? Oh, fantastic. And I mean, yeah, she's got uh three children as well that'll be uh, yeah that'll be entertaining yeah exactly I remember <laughs> um I remember her entertaining mine for their party so I'm very happy to return the favor <laughs> yes run around rascals and all of that yeah, 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 fantastic well perhaps hopefully you'll be able to uh if they're showing um signs of creativity you might be able to recruit your children into the the family business at some stage yeah they definitely are um <laughs> one of them's definitely going to be an artist she loves really? being in the studio yeah it's one of my twins she's she's only five and her drawing is insane um but it's funny i, I try not to like i try not to drum anything into them because i think you know as a creative i want them to find their way so if it happens naturally i'm very happy about it yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I, I feel the same way that they should be doing their own thing. Uh, uh, my little boy is very busy drawing pictures of baby Yoda downstairs. Oh, he moment. would get on so well with Joni. She would love that. She's drawing Beast Boy from Teen Titans. I oh, think. he loves that. He loves Beast Boy. We should set them up. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Post-lockdown so date. Yeah. Been wondering how Graham Mack is? Well, having spent a year narrating audiobooks in a cupboard, he's now worried about whether he's going to fit in the new studio that's coming. Wait, wait till I get this new studio. It's eight weeks away. Um, we've just got to work out how to get it in the house and get it up because we're on the fourth floor, although we do have a lift, but the walls are really, ah. are really heavy because you need density to block sound. Uh, this, yeah. this foam, this only blocks uh, reverberation. To actually yeah. soundproof, you need density. And, right. Uh, uh, th this thing's pretty heavy and pretty thick, but it's going to be mm. great when it's all up and running. And I'll give it's you. It's really the, exciting. The Will you give us a tour? Oh yeah, I'll give you a tour when we do when we do a chat. I'll give you. Yeah. Give you the full tour. Excellent. Yeah. yeah so I'm looking That's forward exciting. to that. So I'm what, so glad it's all doing well because I mean I remember amazing. when you started up last year and it was you know, all, you know, a little little precarious at it, times. It was and, yeah. Like you say people trying it on and stuff so yeah that's there was really all cool. that and there was there was my severance package uh, package from from getting fired was not going to last forever and as and no. uh, and i couldn't get a radio job because no one was even interviewing because of lockdown and stuff and then exactly, yeah. the podcast radio work came along and that was great which means i get to interview well you know i interviewed alan alder and dom jolly and all the people who are guests on the radio show and that's all done from in here and and that's, that's all amazing. been fun and then in between that sh putting that show together it's all done from here is is doing the audio books i'm having a great time i've just got to i've just got to work my diet out because it, no oh. matter even though the new the new box is going to be bigger it still might feel the same size as this one if i keep <laughs> because oh. i'm just i'm just not exercising like you know I, you I, don't I, look I go, any bigger I'm, go, a, I'm, right. a bigger. I'm a bit bigger i'm a bit bigger 
Yeah. I'm trying to do, we're trying to be good and do the Joe Wicks. Actually, um, one of the exciting, you could, mm -mm, I don't know, you might, you might be able to do this. It's probably not enough room in your, in your cupboard, but, um, yeah. uh, Doug has got a, um, a treadmill. Right. I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah. Can yeah. you see that? Yeah, I see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So he spends all his time on um, conference calls and uh, he's really busy and um, he can't get out a lot of the time. In fact, he's, he's downstairs sulking at the, right now um, because I said, I'm really sorry. I know you normally go for a walk at this time, but I have to talk to Graham. Why doesn't, he do the, why, why doesn't he do the conference calls? Does he do, are they video or, or, or? Yeah, they're video. Well, he could video. set the computer up in front of the treadmill, and he could he could treadmill while he's on the conference call. This is exactly this is what he does now. Oh, so he he's does got a mini mini treadmill. Yeah, he's got um this desk. He's added something funky to so that it will go up and down with right. buttons. Yeah. Um, and then he can, so he can stand as long at as the he's desk. not presenting, he can stand at the desk, and he's getting like an hour and a half of walking in a day on top of going wow. for a walk or going for a run. Um, just from that, and it seems to be working. To in at need, the weekend, he needs to hook the treadmill up to a generator so that if he stops, <gasps> the conference call dies because there's no juice for the computer. That's uh, a really good idea. He could power the entire house. Yeah. I did. Oh, I see. Yeah, really why, why waste the energy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why waste it on the conference call when you could be, I, you know, I, powering I, Netflix or something? It's funny. We did talk about a treadmill. Was it yesterday or the day before? I mentioned it to Julie. Yeah. And. You see, because when I worked in London, I used to walk from here to the railway station, which is probably maybe half a mile, slight uphill. Yeah. And then, of course, I'd walk up and down the stairs in our building and, you know, I'd go for a walk at lunchtime. I'd walk to Tower Bridge or I'd walk the other way oh, it's to Westminster. You know, it was just great because yeah. we, we were behind the Tate Modern pretty much is where we were. Right. So it's a good spot. Yeah. We were in Southwark Street somewhere. That's it. Yeah. In Southwark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I used to work up the road. Um yeah, um, whereabouts? Near the, well, I worked at the FT building. FT, okay, right out. Yeah, that's years up, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I've worked in Borough Market quite a few times. We weren't. We weren't Not actually that on a stall, but in an office. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, you know, I was thinking, yeah. well, you know, I'm not getting any of the just just basic walking. And yeah. then I thought, I don't know, maybe I should just walk. So now if I if I need to get something from the shop rather than go to the, there's a shop next door, the stop and rob, rather than go to the, yeah, the stop, stop and rob. rob I I'll, I could go to the co-op, which is but there's a Tesco by the railway station. So ah. I walk up there. So I'm getting the equivalent walk. So I think that's that's a good trick. But I do have yeah. a, an objection to mechanical exercise equipment oh, when, yeah. when the same thing is available in the environment, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I had a friend who... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you had a friend who used to drive to the gym and then drive back, and I always thought, why don't just And park near us the door. Look, look, look at yeah, gym yeah, car yeah. parks. Everybody parks near the door. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, the, the one for me... <laughs> That that we lived in when I worked at BRB in Birmingham, we lived yeah. in a building which was the old BT building. It's right next to the BT Tower in Birmingham. Yeah. If you've ever driven past Birmingham on the M6 and you see the BT Tower, there's a building yeah. next to that which is the old BT offices. They turned them into flats, and yeah. we lived in one of those flats. We were on the first or second floor, one of the lower floors, but the building itself was ten floors. And in the basement of the building, there was a gym that you could use if you were a resident in the flats. 
Yeah. And what was crazy was people would who lived on the 10th floor would get in the lift, go down the <laughs> lift to the reception, <laughs> leave for work in the morning, you know, in this in Birmingham, because they, they, they were working in, in offices in Birmingham. It's in the city centre. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they'd walk home, they'd get in the lift, they would go up 10 floors in the lift, they would change into their gym gear, gym get back gear, in the lift, yeah. come back down, go into the gym in the basement and work out on the uh, stepping machine, the Stairmaster. <laughs> and I always thought, if only they just used the stairs and never used the lift, they'd be fit as a fiddle and wouldn't yeah, have to do yeah. any exercise, would never have to go to the basement gym. No. That's all for the local lowdown this time. Join us next time for more about what's happening in hearts. Stay safe, people.